Hello, everyone. Welcome to our finale of our first season of the Gopal and Shaljan podcast. My name's Gopal, and I'm with my host, co-host, <laughs> co-host uh, Shaljan. And we're back after a lengthy time away, but we're back, and that's what matters, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> we're not we're not done yet. I haven't given slow up. progress. Slow, slow progress, right? It's a slow grind. <laughs> Absolutely, as uh, Isaiah Thomas always says, um, his mantra. Um, we have a, I think, uh, I guess a good wrap-up show for today as we enter the fall season of sports. Um, we have on tap today is we have October baseball and a little postmortem of our Blue Jays, our beloved Blue Jays, and uh, and we speak about that, how the season went, how the future looked, and also the MLB playoffs. Who are the teams that are in the playoffs and how they're doing and how it may uh, play out. Also, we talk about the current situation in the NFL regarding current landscape of all teams and also the big story right now in the NFL right now is the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville that is probably really funny to most of us but it shows what happens in the organization and how it plays out um, and finally we go to the National Basketball Association um, they're entering their 75th season uh, yesterday they released their NBA 75 anniversary commercial um minusing one person of course um uh and we could talk about that and we also discussed the raptors and their return home to canada and playing in front of their home fans in acc oh i mean sorry apologies the scotia bank arena and uh finally delve deeper into the ben Simmons saga that has really blown out of proportion right now and it could be uh late presidents for future holdouts. Um, so uh, let's kick this off, um, Shai, and let's talk about those Blue Jays. <laughs> oof, oof. What a run, man. What a run since they got home. Um, absolutely magical couple of months there since they got home on July 30th. That team was uh, just, nobody wanted to play us if we made it. Um, the num- we were just a juggernaut, man. It just felt like we were steamrolling everybody there. Uh, 19 and 9 in September. It really started at the end of August there when we really got hot. And then just absolutely bludgeoning people all throughout the month. It was something else. Uh, unfortunately, we did not make the playoffs. But a 91 win season for me, I, I don't get to watch too many of those. So I wasn't even disappointed that, as I've been sharing with many people. I wasn't sad that we didn't make the playoffs this year. Honestly, if we made it, it would have been a bonus. For me, it was all about next year, the year after for us to contend. So everything that happened this year over the last two months, just great experience for the kids. Like Nate Pearson was pitching high leverage um, moments against the Yankees in meaningful games at the end of September. That is valuable experience that he can take with him going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think... Um... Obviously, I'm kind of disappointed because you have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. Like, you have an opportunity, and it just kind of slipped away. Um, um, but it shows a little bit of, like, they still need a little bit to go um, in their learning process, And but they learned a lot throughout the whole season. And I can't – I think, as you said, they got hot at the latter stages of the season, and I can't say it's a coincidence that that's when they came home. Um I do think playing in your own ballpark, playing in your own facilities has an impact. Um, they were 500 in, I guess, Dunedin, 500 in Buffalo. And then once they got in back to uh, the Rogers Center, they were, they believe, 25 and 11. And 25 and 11, bro. So 
if you like prorate that out and we played another uh, 40 games at home, yeah, you know, what sort of a record are we going to have? We're, we're probably close to a hundred win team, maybe even more. Um, that's what the numbers say. So uh, the, the Jays coming home, one of the biggest stories of the year, because it had been so long. Um, I know the, uh, the Leafs were the first ones to play, but with the Jays coming back with 15,000 during the summer, it, it felt nice. It felt special. And yeah. I don't know. They, they gave us many memories that we're going to cherish for years to come, man. Like what a special, special team. And I said, it's a, it's a, the beginning of this ascent, right? It's a beginning of like this era, like Vladdy bow. And I guess George is in a part of it too, this core. Right. And um, yeah, I just got to be a part of it and just enjoy it. Enjoy for what the season was, right? You signed two one-year, I think Simeon and Ray were on one-year contracts, right? Red Van Lee, prove me contracts. Believe prove. in yourself. Yep. And Simeon, he's, what, is he natural source shop, right? And they moved him to second because of Bo, I believe? Correct. So, and he became what the highest home run hitting second baseman ever. <laughs> it was like, uh, um, bro, he had 724 at bats this year. Like that, that speaks to the how ridiculous and relentless that lineup is. The fact that he was getting that many at bats over the course of the year. And he played 162 games as well. Yeah. But anytime you get over 700 at bats, that speaks to your lineup, your team. Um, yeah, like our, our top, our top four or five, it's like just, it's unfair, man. When Springer's healthy, it's unfair. Yeah, I think also we didn't have Springer, and that's also coincidental. It's like every little thing points that one game miss. It's like Springer wasn't healthy as well. And in the game that he played, he had a uh, – I don't know what his record is, but it's much – they're much better with him in the lineup. Uh, yeah, basically we're a 500 team without him. And then when he's in there, we're playing like 630 baseball. It's, it's insane. Yeah, when all the parts are together, this team is, I would say, a 100-win team with all conditions – are the same, right? But we didn't have it that that year. And to say that we're only one game out with all the factors that played out throughout the season is really great. Like, really, I think it is a successful season in terms of that. Uh, but I just wanted them in the playoffs, right? And I think if they got in, they would have caused a lot of damage in it. I think they would have beat the Boston Red Sox in that wild card and then see what happens in the Tampa series. Um, yeah, I, I was saying if we did make it, um, the winner of the division series between us and Tampa, because I definitely think we would have washed Boston, uh, that would be the team going to the World Series. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, that's what if circumstances, what if, you know what I mean? Uh, you got to play with the cards you're dealt. And um, we had the absolute hardest uh, deck that was dealt to us, man. Like, unfair everything that we had to go through and the fact that we still managed to get 91 wins in this division with all the circumstances that we dealt with as a team unreal absolutely unreal Unreal. and i think uh uh robbie ray will get probably some cy young votes i think he's a front runner for it but who knows what this mlb uh writers association will give him um but that's some area with the the address for next season right pitching Um, the pitching in the bullpen and obviously, well, Marcus Simeon. But so, like, if you told me that our rotation would be what it ended up being, um, I would have definitely thought that we would have been a playoff team because that was not a strength coming into the year. Oh, no, it wasn't a strength um, starting. <laughs> anybody that said that they saw Robbie Ray having this year is a liar. 
most people were like me, pissed off. The guy had more walks than some teams in the NL last year in 60 innings, a 60, a 60 game season. Yeah. So like th- this level of turning it around and becoming a Cy Young candidate, leading the league in home uh, strikeouts, um, innings pitch, all that stuff. Nobody saw that coming. Um, and, and in that sense, I do agree with you. It's, it's disappointing that we couldn't capitalize on these, these far out um, individual performances that we had on the team. Um, and we couldn't get there, but it is what it is. I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that if we do re-sign him because it was a, a spectacular season he had. Yeah. And that's the thing is with these one year, like show me contracts, it's just, you can't weigh it. It's like, it's just one, you're basing on potential. What you see, can he do it over a consistent period of time? Like, I'm not sure how Robbie Ray, how old he is, but uh, we can find that out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's pitching or hitting. Like, what can you find in the, in the market right now? It's like, do you want to bring him back? He's great for the clubhouse. Um, same with Simeon, right? So it depends on what, air, what dimension you want to go or what area you want to go moving forward. It's, it's, it's really a tough one, man. Like, um, it's easy to say that we, Ray would be, if we had to get one of the two, if we were only going to get one of the two, uh, that Ray would be the way to go. But when you, when you see the players talk about Simeon, his impact that he's had on these young guys, um, a lot of value and potentially trying to keep him as well. Um, now, I just don't know because, like, he still made a statement a couple of weeks ago saying that he views himself as a shortstop. Um, so that's basically telling you that's where he wants to play. And, yo, he earned the right, absolutely. He, uh, yeah. he took that one-year deal. He did his part. Now he can go cash out and, uh, you know, pick and choose his circumstances where he plays next year. Um, if winning means anything, though, like, I, I can't see how he wouldn't want to continue in this lineup. Like, his numbers are invariably better because he hits in this lineup. Yeah. The protection that he has, you're not going to get in a lot of other lineups. So um, we'll see, man. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, honestly, um, maybe more so than last year. Uh, Rogers obviously deep pockets, but how, how much do they want to commit? Because now uh, we do have some big deals on the books. You got the Springer, you got the Ryu contracts, right? So um, how many of these older guys do we want to commit to? Uh, you got Vlad Bo coming up in a couple of years to get their, their contracts as well. Teoscar is going to get paid as well. And yeah. that's going to come up sooner than the other two. So uh, big decisions coming. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. But like just individually, so many records were broken by the guys on our team just across the board. Uh, abs- it's, it's just insane. So I hope people like they'll look back fondly on that 2021 Jays lineup because murderers bro literally yeah that that definitely that's the perfect like analogy they were murderers bro right <laughs> um honestly though what marcus saving is 30 what do you get he probably has like what three four maybe three four years left in that body so at that rate hopefully but i think this lineup will protect him um i don't know what it'll do like elsewhere but you know he's gonna go for the money, right? Big payday, oh, so he's absolutely. probably gonna go. Yeah, same with Robbie absolutely. Ray, right? They're gonna go for the best contract available. So they I think executed their end by taking the one-year deal. They did their yeah. part, and now they're gonna cash in. That makes sense. Good business. It is a business, right? They don't. They didn't. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what they do, right? Um, I think they'll pivot. 
if, if you ask me for my prediction, I think they'll pivot and try to find uh, another one-year uh, replacement uh, if they don't get a, a deal with Simeon or I think they'll follow the same format and try to find a, a person that's looking for to make a name, a show me player and try to fill in in that lineup. Well, this um, this management team has done a lot of that since they've been in power, man. Yeah. Like they'll always look for pit, um, players that maybe had a down season due to injuries, um, whatever it may be, and get on them low. And so it's a low risk, high um high gain proposition you know what i mean if they pan yeah. out excellent if they don't man whatever whatever so right I don't mind that right like th- these are two examples of it really panning out most won't be at this level of success yeah but um you know i, I don't i don't mind that because the core of this lineup's intact yeah um like th- that's a beautiful thing and manoa like wow he came out of <laughs> what a season for that kid man yeah uh, he just has this presence on the mound He's not scared of the moment. He, his very first start in the major leagues was at Yankee Stadium, bro. Yeah. For, and for like what he did in that half season, you were confident. Like when he took the mound, you're like, okay, I feel good about today, even though he's a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie. I watched him when he played uh, Baltimore in the must win game on Saturday uh, of the end of the season. And he just went to work. Like he didn't, like he knew must win. He went and poured on a couple like strikeouts. Like he was just pounding them in. Um, and, yeah, like our rotation looks, I think with, with uh, Manoa, Barrios, uh, and Ryu. I know he's older, but we still we have three decent like starters. We just we'll see what happens with Robbie Ray, but there's still areas where we can take from. Right, Pearson could come up to the rotation, um, and maybe find a filler in the uh, or even Matt's. Right, Matt's might come back. So yeah, a, a lot to be determined there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. That's going to like, before we get too high on what they can do next year, Yeah, a lot to be determined that, that, that should be said. You're right. A lot can happen in five, six months, right? So until next spring training. So we'll wait and see what, uh, uh, Ross Atkins and Mr. Shapiro do, right? See what they, what the budget is and if they're going all in or what their plans are. Right. Um, I think the goal obviously next year is to get in. That's, that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, um, this season to me, even though we technically quote unquote made the playoffs last year, yeah. I think we definitely, yeah. So um, the 85 Mets, man, they won 99 games and they didn't qualify for the playoffs. 86 World Series champs. So I'm not saying that's a guarantee next year, but, you know, there are teams that have had excellent seasons, couldn't capitalize, carried that momentum into the next season and took a step. That's what I'm expecting for this team next year. Yeah, I can see. I see them hungry, hung, more hungrier. Um, okay, so yeah, it just depends on what they want to do and what the front office is going to do, right? Uh, they're in a hard division. They gotta think out. They have to outperform what they did today. They they know that 91 wins didn't get them in. They gotta find a way to like get 95. That, I think that should be it. That should be the goal for next season. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Um, Any other, like, post-mortem thoughts of Blue Jay season, I think? No, I think we covered it, man. I think we can um, transition into talking about the actual playoffs now. I just want to say one thing before Blue Jay season is that uh, it's great to be in the Rogers Center in September, August and September. I think it's great to go see a game and be a part of this this whole Blue Jays renaissance. 
with these younger guys, right? Seeing Vladdy hit some bombs um, and seeing just a bunch of people back together and you're rooting for the same team was great. Um, great for the city. And uh, I think... It was the vibe of Toronto this summer. Like, yes, it was, a, it was a place to be. Like As soon as they opened the 500 levels, you could see a lot of people coming in and just coming in for the vibe and like more of just being around each other and talking about baseball. And it just felt nice to be in the stadium. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, man. And many, many memories were created this summer for many people. And um, yeah, it was special, man. We'll, we'll uh, look forward to next season. Yeah, many more to come, right? I think, uh, yeah. If you're not like, this ain't a shame, like a plug for Jays, but like I would buy seasons, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're able to, man, why not? But why not, right? Be a little part of this run. Um, so yeah, moving on, I think uh, let's go on to the, I guess we'll go, you know what? I'll switch it up. We'll go to the NBA. I think um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a NBA 75th anniversary season. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to do the top 75 players at the NBA All-Star Game in Cleveland this year, but um, they uh, released their 75, 75th anniversary commercial yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, Shy, but they had all uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, as you know, Killmonger from Black Panther, riding a bus, the hoop bus, the famous hoop bus they have in, uh, I think... Um, in California where it drives around and has a basketball hoop on the back of it um, around like a fake or like a uh, fake NBA city where, you know, you can see all the legends, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson and, and all the current NBA players like doing their own things. Right. Um, so that leads you into this season where, uh, yeah, there's a lot of like open, I feel like it's an open season, a little bit parody, not sure who's going to win uh, because Lakers are old. Brooklyn has vaccination issues. And, well, at least we know the Raptors are back in Toronto. <laughs> Finally. All right. I know. I think you're still a season ticket holder. Correct. All right. You, you held strong over two years waiting for them to come back. So Had to, they're back. Had to. They're back. Um, I, and, you know, I definitely think, Gopal, that the Raptors fans can have the same sort of impact on that team as we saw with the Jays this summer. I think that Raptors fan base is fired up right now. Um so they're they're gonna go hard for their players this year. Oh they will. I think uh Las Vegas has odds at 36 wins uh right now. Um I think what the ACC or slash Coach Bank Arena can provide is like four or five like maybe six wins they, they can like that's it's it, they can swing four five six wins in that stadium. I I Absolutely. really I really believe the Raptors fan base is rabbit there passionate and i know like it's a cliche to say that well, we are the best fans in the nba i do think we have the best fans in the nba we're the best traveling fans i know um uh, uh i i think they're these raptors that are coming back for the first time they're gonna feel it they're gonna be like wow <laughs> yeah so like siakam is a guy that really thrives off that energy from the crowd at home um, you can see how much not being at home was impacting him on a personal level. So when our star player is going to really benefit from being back home, I think that's going to trickle down on the entire roster. Man. Oh, yeah. He's an energy. He runs on energy from the crowd, right? And as we said, we're one of the best fan bases. And I think he, he loves that. And then he needs it. Like, he gets more motivated when he sees that, right? And I think in Tampa Bay, even with the Jays and even with the, Raptors last year, you see, 
it's 72 road games or road games. The visiting fans are not here for you. They're here for the other team. And I still believe that home court advantage plays a role with our Toronto fan, our Toronto teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, but um, I'll just say this, like, see, I, yeah, go ahead. And, and they're cheering for the team and what, yeah, no, that, just echoing your sentiment, like it was BS seeing the fans in the building cheering for the but Yeah, like I was saying, it was just that. Siakam, our our crowd will just it'll 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 propel him to have a greater season, and I don't think he had a bad season. I think he just unmotivated last year, just being in Tampa Bay. His stats were pretty much the same. It just his three point shooting went down. Um, yeah, and, and he had, you can see it in his body language too, man. Like yeah, he didn't have that same um, happiness, that joy that he typically shows playing the game, right? Um, so you know these these are big factors. Um, so I definitely think that coming home to Scotiabank is going to have a major impact on this team. Yeah. And I think the um, Raptors, we're entering the Fred era, right? It's first year having the keys to the team, right? Um, um, I think the starting line will likely play similarly to last year with Goron just taking Kyle's spot, um, but Fred doing more of the job ball handling duties. And then I think they're going to play with a three, a three forward set with OG, um, Right now, it'll be Scotty Barnes, and then with Precious at center, I think that's what they're going to plan on doing right now, um, and saving the big men for uh, the Joel Embiid's and Jokic's of the world, right? Also, man, like I just want to talk about Scotty Barnes for a second. Yeah, of course, man. Um, the social media hype that this guy's getting—I uh, love it. I, I love that he's so excited to be in Toronto. That's all great. Yeah. So basically with Scotty Barnes, I, I, again, I, I love uh, how much hype he's getting for all the off-the-court stuff, all the in, intangible stuff, like, you know, uh, wanting to be a part of the community, being a part of the Raptors culture, that's all great. But there's no way to be prepared for when you're on the block down against Joel Embiid. So when he actually starts playing basketball, there's going to be a lot of mishaps. So all these people that are super high on Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year, all that does, I love it, but let's understand that there are going to be growing pains and let's not absolutely destroy his confidence by ruining him online when it happens. Yeah. Like I, I'm totally on your boat. It's like, we have superly hyped him because after the, cause remember it was supposedly Jason Jalen Suggs was supposedly the fourth pick, but we went with Scotty Barnes, which is what Masai wanted. And I think a lot of people talked themselves into Scotty Barnes. Um, learned more about him and fell into the little love affair with him, right? Like gave him that hype, which is fine. Like he loves the city. He looks like a, like a, what is it? Six, seven, like he's a prototypical, what we're trying to build, right? Long, athletic, versatile, can play multiple positions, can, can, can guard, right? And uh, it, there's so much hype around him. And I like, he's going to have a bad game. And once that bad game happens, you know, Raptor fans, they're over dramatic sometimes and they really get on a guy. And, uh, like per case in points, Siakam, right? They got on him really hard. So I'm just waiting for that first game and see how he bounces back from that. But there's going to be a lot of growing pains. But I think he was a great pick for us, and I think he'll have a great season. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for Scotty Barnes. I, I expect him to, to like the way he. I love his energy. I love. I hope he plays like that every game. Like I, I like he's a little bit different with Siakam because Siakam is a more quiet energy guy, but Barnes is loud. Like I think if he gets going, 
and has one of those games, he's going to talk shit. He's going to trash talk to everybody. Like, that's how he plays, right? Um, if you see some of his games already. Um, yeah, I've I, I big things. a lot of uh, JYD vibes, man. A lot of JYD vibes. And um, that's not a bad thing. I definitely think they're, his ceiling could be higher, but that is the type of guy that he is. He's going to go high energy. He's going to be interacting with the crowd throughout the game, getting them fired up. Yeah. All great thing. Um, but let's not put like unrealistic expectations on a kid. Um, that's all I'm saying. So, uh, cause I, you know, it's coming, man. By the time, uh, December rolls around, there's going to be, Oh my the God. Rookie slump, right. The rookie wall. And then we'll know, right. <laughs> uh, rely on your big three, like your three that have been there. Right. That's, that's what I'm looking for. We'll keep the season afloat. It's up to Fred to manage this whole r- roster and how to, the flow of the game, Pascal to be the, the scoring leader, not the, the leader is Fred, but Pascal has to be the other secondary leader where he has to take some of the brunt of like the scoring load and whatever. And I expect a big leap for OG, right? I've been watching a couple preseason games. He's been hitting his threes and I want to see the elite defender that he is, right? I want him to get more recognition for it and he had to show it too. So uh, he's going to be guarding the best player every night. So um, that's my initial reaction to Raptors this year. I think they're over, like, over, what's the world? Exceed expectations of, the, like, the whatever the American uh, predictors tell them they are. Like, what, 35, team, 35 wins, miss the playoffs? I think they'll be in the playoff hunt, uh, or probably about five to eight. Uh, they'll, be in that, uh, they'll be in the convo for the play-in tournament, man. They'll be in that seven to ten range for sure in the East. Yeah, for sure. For sure in that range. But I think they'll surprise teams because usually a lot of teams sleep on these Raptors, right? And they usually steal wins. Like all those Kyle DeMar teams, sometimes teams when they didn't give Raptors a lot of respect, and then as soon as they started giving respect, they started to play harder. But and then Raptors got better over the years, right? So they, I think they'll pull like I think a forty-five plus win season. Oh, not forty, like in the forty to fifty. Like they'll be five hundred to fifty at max. Uh, yeah, that might. I I don't see them going that high. But, I don't see them going that high, um, but I'm saying if it if they exceed like that's the ceiling of this yeah like if, if everything breaks right and some guys have like seasons that we didn't project okay fair enough and then the um, other team yeah, doesn't I'm have yeah i'm expecting 40 to 42 um yeah like a 500 that team that's me too that's what i'm expecting absolutely and i'm also expecting the games to be competitive we're get, we're not gonna have those uh like the finals year the year before the finals the end of the kyle demar era man we were just blowing teams out of the water it's not going to be like that. I think yeah, we're not like that. No, 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 no. It'll be each. It'll, it's back to those years where they the, get the grind every win, right? The first exactly, exactly. 2013, and, and 2014. Yeah, yeah, man. So it, it's going to be fun to follow this team and watch them progress. Uh, root on these kids. All right. So yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep you updated throughout. Or in a couple of next episodes about well, we will we all follow Raptors. We're going to give you an update on it every time. Um, another issue in this offseason has been the Ben Simmons Philadelphia 76ers relationship that has evolved. Um, I guess starting from that moment when they lost to Atlanta Hawks uh, in the Eastern Conference semifinals all the way through now, it, that relationship has deteriorated from, I guess, from I would say from that moment in the game. When Ben Simmons passed up the dunk to Thibault and through Doc Rivers' comment on um, when he asked, was asked the question, is Ben Simmons the championship point guard? He's like, I don't know. 
So, and now it's gone to a Ben Simmons holdout right now. Um, that's where we are. I don't know what your thoughts on it, Shai, but uh, I'll let you go first on this. Um, it's interesting, man. Like the, the team is making a stand and I, and I respect that for sure. So if this player is saying that he's going to hold out, then you know what? You do what you have to do as a team as well. Sit down, bud. You know what? If you want to sit on the bench making your money, fine by us. You know, they can't just make a trade for the sake of making a trade. That's not going to benefit that team at all. Um, so I, I don't have I don't have a problem with what Philly's doing, but you know this is gonna it's hitting the fan already. Absolutely, like he just for, for went uh, for went eight point five million dollars. I think it was the other day. That's significant champ change there, man. So um, I, I don't know what, what are you what are you thinking about what, what's gonna happen here? What I think is gonna happen, I think Phil, I think the organizations always cave because they're the team that's making the money right they're the team that's giving the revenue revenue from the fans and like they're the organization and they usually get rid of dead weight like it's not dead weight but they're going to get rid of the asset and take their losses whatever it's going to happen right eventually eventually they're going to recoup recoup as much money as they can uh, from this contract like every time he doesn't show up um i do think they're going to make a trade probably to portland uh, i think i don't know if you heard today they philly asked for three first round picks and three draft swaps um a part of a deal cool. probably with McCollum but like whew, I, like I don't know oh, what Daryl Morey Daryl Morey I think some teams overvalue Ben Simmons I watched Ola Smoke and Kevin Hart like you gotta forget Ben Simmons is a great player but I just kind of disagree with that I disagree that a person that can't shoot is a great player um like I, I guess you can make like a lot of like over the summer they're comparing Ben Simmons wants his own team. They want to play like Giannis, but Giannis shoots. Like even if he shoots bad, he still shoots. <laughs> He's willing to take the shot, which is important for the offense to, to flow, whether he's hitting them or not. Like you have to be willing to take the shot, man. Cause teams now are saying there's no, he's not going to shoot. They know that. So you're putting your team on the offensive end at a major disadvantage by being that way. And I also don't like his, like, bro, work at it, man. Like, try. Show us that you're working at it. Like, this nonchalant attitude, it's, it's not anything I want around my team. Like, I think that um, it'll be addition by subtraction, honestly, for Philly. Yep. Um, if, if they do get rid of him, if they can extract any sort of value, that's a bonus at this point. You're not getting three picks and three picks one. So that, that's absolutely And, 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 a, and a, a player of somewhat equal value you're not going to get that it's going to be a player and a couple like bench players and that's it i think teams are offering draft picks to see what philly bites on it or just a lesser player not a lesser player but like a player that is actually e- equal in value but philly probably views them as a lesser player like i don't know i think ben simmons is overrated like he's a great defender but i think he, his level is not as ben simmons is not a great defender as Kawhi. And it just like they're overvaluing some of his traits. Um, uh, I think Philly trades him. I think what's going to happen probably most likely is he's going to trade be traded for to Portland or I don't know maybe another team comes out of the woodworks and just trades for him. But right now his attitude, I wouldn't want him on my team. Like I was, I was really upset when the Ben Simmons for Siakam thing happened. <laughs> like I did not want Ben Simmons. I do not value him as uh, 
elite player. I don't, I don't like the type of individual he is. I'm not a fan of. Right. It, um, it, I, I yeah. want the nice talent, but um, it, it's not something that I want around my team. Yeah, I don't. I, well, yeah, I, I don't want him. I don't. I don't think he fits the culture of Raptors. But anyways, but I don't think. Well, I hope wherever he goes, he gets a fresh start and he proves everyone wrong that he should have been a like a like a number one option. But I don't know. Joel Embiid was fed up and he answered quite frankly the right way. It's like he answered honestly. He was fed up of just trying to be like the, you know, try and hopefully he'll come back. But and and look at the distraction this is causing during camp right now, man. Like it's ridiculous. This is a team that's supposed to be trying to contend, and all the questions around Simmons. Like you, you, this is not not a good situation at all for either side. Yeah. Um, so like, although Maury is not going to win this trade, he's going to have to get rid of him one way or the other. Whether it be just getting like three trash pieces just to make the salary add up, like get three bit pieces, yeah, uh, and maybe some because you're not going to get a, a good player plus picks. You might get bit pieces and then incentivize the team will incentivize it for you by giving you picks, yeah, or you're able to get a player uh, like that's you know similar similar sort of value. I would say that that's basically how it's going to go down. So we'll see, man. It'll definitely come to a head in the next couple of weeks for sure. I think I don't think it leaks into the season. It just sounds like very, uh, I don't know what the word is like, sport, not sport, but like, I just think he's better than what he thinks he is. Like, the air. <laughs> like, um, but I know what he wants. Like, I, if I look at his own point of view, he wants his own, his own team, his own shot. So I'll give it to the, I'll give it to him on that aspect. Right. He's fed up with the organization that he's currently in and just wants out. So, Hopefully they come up with some agreement. Philly gets gets them out, and Philly gets what they want in return. Um, but I, I it's gonna end up probably roughly around trade deadline. I I maybe even earlier. I think maybe by December. Um, but uh, we'll see. I think that that's where Philly stands, and Phillies may benefit from it, or Philly may not in the standings. Uh, um, so moving, so I don't know if you have any more NBA news that you want to talk about, but we'll uh, we'll talk, we'll get into a deeper another one for sure. A deeper dive, another episode, right? I think. Okay, so let's go. Okay, we have the NFL. I think NFL season. We're like four weeks in. Um, a lot of things happening in the NFL right now. Uh, we have uh, like a lot of great games. I know. Personally, I've been doing uh, NFL Pro Pool with my buddies, and we've been losing nice. one or two games right now this past four weeks. And you know what team that's been screwing me? Shy is Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, oh, yeah. like they're just killing me, <laughs> losing some couple games where they should have won. But uh, as NFL, anyone can win on any given Sunday. Uh, but the major news that's happening right now is Urban Meyer. Um, he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> I think that's the best way to say it. <laughs> uh, he went. He was on a night, on an off day in the Columbus, Ohio bar, and he was enjoying his time. Uh, I guess a lady, a young lady, came up to him and was fraternizing and flirting, flirting with him. And well, I guess his uh, what do you call it? Urban Meyer's. Uh, I guess fell for it. <laughs> his desires just fell for it, and she um, danced on him. Um, and it was caught on viral video uh, by a patron, and it went viral. Probably TMZ had probably had it first. It went everywhere. And now Urban Meyer is a first-year coach. Um, uh, they gave him the Jacksonville gave him the big money. Uh, I'll get the numbers for you in a minute. 
Um, but he has caused, uh, I guess, a, a media uh, storm. I think the whole NFL is talking about it. Uh, and I will say that he's in big trouble. <laughs> he could lose his job. Um, but I don't think he'll lo- I don't think he'll resign because of the contract. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know how, he- I don't know if you saw the video shy. It just said a girl is dancing on him. Someone caught him on early and the whole team, the whole city just went against him. And, and um, his, uh, his history doesn't help him. I understand he's, um, you know, not the most likable individual. So yes. he gave them an opportunity with this video for all the detractors to go in on him. And that's basically what's happening right now. Um, I highly doubt he resigns. But in today's culture, in today's world, uh, there's going to be repercussions from this situation. That's for sure. Uh, it'll be, it, we'll see how the team handles it, man. Yeah. But like, it's from previous, in July, he was fined $1,000, $100,000, and team $200,000 for violating the no contact rule for offseason practices. So that's like one thing already as a new coach. Um, and he's owed $12 million, so $12 million a season. So if he resigns, he's not going to resign. He's going to be wait until he gets let go. <laughs> and he's going to recoup that money, right? Um, I give it until November Thanksgiving, the American Thanksgiving, until he's gone. They're 0-4. Um, th- he also apologized yesterday. And all the, fa- all the players, like, he apologized individually. And all the players laughed. Like, burst out in laughter after he left the, do- left the, <laughs> left the team meeting. So... I don't know how to like be an organization where you see your coach get stuck in the situation and how you prepare for a game against the t- Titans, right? A Sunday game. So yeah, uh, your own four. Uh, not sure. Again, unnecessary drama right now. The team has enough to worry about. And now this uh, sideshow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not a good look. We'll, we'll see what happens, but this is going to be the story until uh, the team does something or, you know, it's got to be more than just him saying, sorry, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, in today's day and age, it's gotta be more than that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like he's he's apologizing. See what happens, right? I think. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars could fire him with cause, and he doesn't get any money. But I don't think they're gonna go down that route. I think they want to see how it plays out in the next couple of games. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It, might ra- it might rally the Jaguars to play better. <laughs> like, I doubt it, <laughs> but they're zero four for a reason. Their number one pick would trade uh, with Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence. So. We'll see when it comes Sunday, but this doesn't look good for Jacksonville. Doesn't look good for it's the just not a good NFL. Look overall. Exactly. You know, NFL feds or what do you call it? Like they'll be on here. <laughs> but uh, Roger Goodell and those NFL people, if they're so fast with the drug like drug testing, you think they'll be fast with this? So um, they're probably with them in the city for this this week's game. NFL authorities, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. They'll, they'll be focused on this from the league office for sure. Yeah. So, but that's what's happening in the NFL. I think took over a storm of the games. Um, and you know what, there's actually a great game on the Sunday with Kate, uh, the Sunday nighter, uh, Casey and Buffalo, the rematch of the AFC, AFC champion. champion. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if Josh that's Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen versus Bro, Pat Mahomes. We'll see if Josh Allen can get over the hump. That team's uh, clicking right now. I know they lost that first game and then they're just rolling. Rolling, rolling. right now. Yeah, and Casey's a little um, bit like so exactly a little bit shaky. So like I, I said last year after the season ended that the way that these teams are constructed, that's probably the matchup in the AFC Championship game for a few years to come. Honestly, the yeah. talent's there on both sides. So, um, but now you're seeing with KC, man, like they have a bull, uh, like a bullseye on their back, 
everybody's coming up to them with their best game. So now they got to step it up to that next level every week. And, uh, you know, it's not easy to do, man. And you're seeing that this year. So I, I, I'm rooting for Buffalo for sure. I'd, I'd love to see the Mafia take them down. Yeah, yeah that's one other game. And then there's... Um... I think we were a little touch up on last week's game of uh, Tampa Bay against New England, the return of Tom Brady to uh, Patriots. I don't know if you watched it. It was actually yeah, a yeah. really good game. Uh, Belichick th- played a factor there for sure. Huh? Pardon? Weather played a factor in that oh, game for Definitely sure. weather played a factor, but it was kind of good seeing Belichick throw the playbook at Brady. He kind of struggled oh, a yeah. bit, but it was a close game. It, if it wasn't for, you know, Nick Folt, he's an injured kicker trying to kick a, what, 50 something field goal in rain and just hit the, the, the operates the post. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty like if they want, if new England won, I would have been, a, they would have went crazy, but uh, uh, to be Tom, I think there's a lot of, I think people appreciate Tom in new England for what he's done, but I think they just want to uh, back bill Belichick on that day. Uh, and Mac Jones looks like a, a decent heir apparent. So we'll see how Bill does it with this new quarterback and how he can groom him for the future. Uh, but Bucks look good. Um, I think I still they're still my favorite out of the NFC. The uh, only team that probably can rival him is the Rams, who won yesterday against Seattle, against uh, Mr. Russell Wilson, who got Russell injured. Uh, um, yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in NFL. I think we can, we'll speak more of it as the season progresses. Uh, and uh, I'll keep you updated on my pro line. <laughs> it's like, I and expect to... I, I think I should put my picks on uh, the GSP Instagram account. I think that's get the public involved in this. Help me out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if you provide good advice, we might get more followers. So definitely do that, my friend. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, today's, like, three main uh, areas that we want to touch up on. Shai, any ending comments this episode uh no not at all we'll be coming back with uh video going forward yeah for season two i think this uh, this will be our last episode of season one we call it chalk it up to our uh not on air season um i have nothing else to say today but um have a great weekend long weekend watching sports if you have any time a lot of mlb playoffs happening um on every night i know the west coast game the dodgers san francisco series is going to be epic um stay tuned to that um also next week uh the canadian national men's national team we didn't get touch up on they got a point yesterday against mexico which was huge and they'll be playing Mm. panama next week in the bmo field um it's actually apparently sold out (laughs) i tried looking for tickets just now um so yeah there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the fall and this is probably the best time Absolutely, man. NHL, NBA. Yeah, we didn't even touch NHL, any of it. Um, like, I believe Amazon Prime has the Maple Leafs uh, season of yesteryear um, on it. Like, their own version of Open Gym, Raptors Open Gym. Have you ever seen that before? It's um, um, And what else? And yeah, we, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Definitely. We'll um, come back strong. With, we'll uh, come back stronger. With season two will be better. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, for this first season um it's been a work in progress and we got better and we're gonna get better as time goes on so onwards and upwards onwards and upwards that's right onwards and upwards <laughs> so have a great weekend thanksgiving weekend everyone peace absolutely thank you guys for uh tuning in and uh take care go talk soon you too shy